Are you or someone you know graduating soon or considering a career in the medical device arena? Perhaps you have daughters, sons, sisters, friends, or cousins who are interested in this field. If you find yourself unsure about where to look and what steps to take, or if you're contemplating a career change and feeling stuck on which direction to go, then this podcast episode is for you. Join us as we dive into the world of the medical device industry and provide valuable guidance on how to navigate your way in. We'll discuss where to look for opportunities, offer practical advice, and on what actions to take next, sharing insights from a professional who has successfully helped many make their mark in this industry. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast, hosted by Annalisa Rhodes and Cynthia Facera. Two professional women bringing you over 40 years combined experience as top performers, top earners, and leaders in the male-dominated medical device industry. Grounded in grit, our mission is to be ambassadors for professional women in the medical device sales industry, helping them tap into their potential, magnify their mindset, and escalate their careers by providing real-world, everyday scenarios, struggles, and solutions. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast. It's time to dig in. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning to all of our listeners. Good morning, Cindy. And yes, good morning to everyone tuning in to another episode of the Girls of Grit. We are so happy you are back and joining us again. And today we are finishing out our three-part series titled Breaking Into the Medical Device Industry. And today we're going to talk about being brand new into the medical device arena and finishing it out with our wonderful person that we were able to interview, Mr. Matt Kaufman. Matt is a very well-known medical device recruiter, and Matt comes to us as a partner and vice president at the MedTech search firm, The Mullings Group, where over 60% of his hiring executives are women, which is fantastic. And Matt really breaks it down wonderfully for us today. We are just so excited to finish out this series. And we're very thankful that he took the time to speak with us. And I'm I'm hoping you're listening, whether you're a recent graduate or say you have family or friends interested in entering this field or just seeking direction yourself. I, I do believe that this episode will help provide valuable insights and really lay the groundwork for a rewarding future career. So today, I also want to point out, I think that Matt does an excellent job where he's going to address common questions and uncertainties that arise when you're entering into this new space of medical device. So we're here to guide you through this process and get ready to join in because we're going to discuss where to look for opportunities in the medical device industry. We're also going to provide practical advice on what steps to take next from networking strategies to gaining relevant experience. We're going to cover it all. So everybody grab your pens for the final portion of this three-part series. Get ready to build a solid foundation as we navigate together towards a rewarding 
and fulfilling career in the ever-evolving world of medical devices. So let's let Matt take it away. In speaking of those new graduates, say somebody's 22, just finished with their bachelor's degree, finishing school and says, I really want to get into med tech. What advice do you have for them? Where to start? What to look for? Okay, so let's break that down because there's a lot for them to do. The first thing is every person who gets to college, the first thing they should do is put a LinkedIn profile together and update it every year with the classes that they're taking, any job that they have. They should be LinkedIn savvy from day one because the career offices at these schools are overwhelmed. And as much as they're helpful and they're kind, they just don't have the time and bandwidth to help out the 30,000 people that are at Ohio State. They just don't. More like 40,000 there. Um, so, so that's the first thing. LinkedIn is, is where to start because if you start building your network early, the algorithms work in such a way that the more contacts you have, the more reach you'll have past that. Meaning your first connections, your second connections, and even your third connections, it grows, but you have to grow it. It won't do it organically. And so every time you have a professor, every time you meet an alumni, every time a speaker comes to your school, every time you meet one of your friend's parents who come and take you out for Chinese food while you guys are in school, send them a link. When you work over the summer, send a link to everyone that you worked with. Even if it's a summer camp, who cares? Get your profile built up and keep it as full as possible. If it's simply just that you're a student, but what classes you're taking, especially if it's going towards a career you want, like say you want to get into healthcare, if you're taking any biology, chemistry, physics, anything related to anatomy, put it in there. Some of them are pre-med or biology or chemistry majors, zoology majors. It's, it's all relevant, especially if you want to be a BSN, you can be a nurse, even better. So, so that's the first step. Because when you get out, you already have some foundation of people to, to reach out to. The other thing is, is go back to the career office in your junior and senior year, start looking for internships. Start digging away in it right away. Spend the summer at Abbott, summer at Boston Scientific, if you can. I mean, they, they look for interns. And so if you're going to school in Minnesota, in the Bay Area, in Boston, they absolutely will hire you. It's competitive. But if you use your school as an avenue to get to those internships, I mean, that is a tremendous foot in the door the medical device space. Say you graduate from What's a Matter You and you came out and you studied journalism. And you're like, you know what? I met somebody at the end whose dad is into selling medical device and he's really happy, loves what he does. They're successful. They seem to be comfortable financially. I think I want to do that. Okay, so now we're starting from zero. You have no medical classes. You have no internships. You have no LinkedIn. You have no career office, you're on your own. Okay, that's fine. Most people start from scratch normally anyhow. So the same rules apply though. Get your LinkedIn profile rolling. Reach out to everyone your parents know. Reach out to everyone your siblings know, your aunts, your uncles, everyone on your street. Build that up as quickly as you can. And now you want to be more aggressive because if you just send your resume in for a job in the town where you want to live and you think that's going to be somehow noticed in the thousand of resumes that are sent 
from all over the world for that re- that spot because believe it or not, people from all over the world send resumes in for these positions. It's crazy. Butchers, bakers, candlestick makers. And you're like, you don't even do this. Why, why are you sending in a resume for this? But they don't care. They just do it. So you have to reach out directly. So if you want to work for, let's say, Boston Scientific, and you want to work in their endoscopy group, LinkedIn is such a powerful tool. You find out who the endoscopy manager or director of sales is near your region. And believe me, it's not hard to find. It's just a simple keyword search. Send them an invitation. You're allowed, I think it's 300 characters or a little more even at this point. Introduce yourself and say, look, I am interested in your company. I sent my resume into the black hole. But I thought if I reached out to you directly, we can chat about this particular opportunity. I would like to do this. And however you want to work, I don't put words in your mouth. Um, But the point is, is you need to reach out directly. If you're going to be dependent on some HR applicant tracking system to get you where you want to go, you're going to be waiting a long time. You have to make it happen. And the other part of it is if you built up your LinkedIn profile and you build up all of your contacts, you'd be surprised who knows who. And it just may work out that you know somebody whose dad works at Boston Scientific. Boom. And that's how it works. You get your resume walked in. And before you know it, you have a slight advantage over everyone because someone who works there already brings your resume to their attention. Boy, these are really, really great points. I mean, I feel like saying this all to my son, even though he's just in 10th grade right now, you know, hey, this is what you're going to need to do when you hit college, just build that LinkedIn resume. And it's interesting because LinkedIn has become such a tool for connecting with all sorts of companies all over the world. And I remember when it started and I truly, I think it was really like a medical device in the beginning, just a medical device type of connection. And now it's become everything. And you can take master classes and you can, you know, see what Richard Branson says. And there's just so many different avenues that you can go down with LinkedIn. And I love that people can connect with you, Matt, on LinkedIn, and they can send you information and their resumes and, hey, can we hire you to be our recruiter or from both companies as well as candidates? Well, it it's startling how easy it is because there there's no... There's no negativity attached to someone reaching out to me. I mean, I I accept most requests that come in. Every now and again, you see the one looks like a bot. You're like, okay, this is silly. You know, you've got one connection and you live in a a country I've never heard of and something's not right here. But it's a little chat, GPT and AI. uh, Sometimes you get these things, you're like, are you seeing a real person? Uh, But (laughs) most of the time, it's genuine. And most of the time, people will connect with you. They don't ignore you. LinkedIn, for whatever reason, has become part of the society where it's okay. And so if you reach out, just the only thing that I would say is watch your verbiage on making sure that it's not all about you. I need, I want. It's more, I've been reading up on your company and I find this particular technology fascinating. I would love to learn more about it. Not looking for a job. Do you have anything? Yeah. I mean, who's going to say, sure, I don't know you, but let me jump in front of a train for you. You know, it it doesn't work like that. So you want to make sure that it comes at it from their side. 
I've read up a lot of your company. I love your mission statement. I love what you stand for. My dad has diabetes. I want to be a part of this. That's Putting a lot that personal more, touch. It is. It's just more powerful than the other nudniks who are just saying, you have a job? Yeah. It's just not going to work that way. Yeah. And I like the intern as well. I love that idea of during your summers, if you have time, go and do an internship at one of these companies, especially if the company is in Boston or in Rochester or wherever, you know, the hospitals, big major hospitals, also another thing you can do, just work in the hospitals just to show that you care about healthcare. It is, look, it's very competitive because everyone wants to work at these big companies, but there's a lot of smaller ones. We have an intern program and we're a 50 person boutique recruiting firm. We have interns all the time. So there's all kinds of ways to get in. Um, one of the other avenues that people might want to consider, because sometimes going to the big companies are so competitive, not just for someone who's junior, but you're competing against people that have been doing this for years. You know, some people are part of a layoff or they're, they didn't like their current gig or they got let go or who knows what happened. So you're competing against someone who's been doing this for a while. So one of the routes that you can go is something you may not be familiar with, but it's a distributor. And so people who are not in the space, they don't really know what distributors do. But a distributor is somebody who carries more than just one line of products. They work for several companies. They carry, let's call it from anywhere from five to 15 types of lines of products in different call points and different specializations. And what's ideal about them is they're a bit more open-minded on hiring. And they'll take somebody who's a real go-getter who doesn't have much medical experience, who's not looking for a big salary, who wants to earn their keep. And that's a great way to learn and make the relationships in the hospital because that's everything. Once you're able to make relationships with the doctors and the nurses and the people who run the ORs and who run the cath labs, you're golden. And it doesn't matter how you do it, meaning how you get in, as long as you're in. So if you can't get in through the direct route, Distributors is another way to go, and you could use distributor as a keyword when you look on LinkedIn, and you'll find plenty of people who it doesn't look like much. There's one or two people working there. Meanwhile, that person bills five million dollars a year in in sales because they worked at Stryker for fifteen years and they know everyone. So think of distributors as as a backdoor of sorts. I think that's excellent, excellent advice. You know, all even beginning everything that we've talked about today starts with networking networking in college, networking it through LinkedIn, your first jobs, who you know to get you where you're going. But I know that we um, have so many great things to talk to you about and we don't have too much time left. So I wanted to leave some last little bit for you to tell us what, where, what else that you can, or any of our listeners looking to get into medical device, who are in medical device, looking to advance their career. What do you want to leave us with today in some of the best, whether it be situations you've been in, um, something that really stands out that you could share with us? So some people don't realize something's an opportunity. It's right in front of their nose. Like we were just talking about earlier with clinical specialists for nurses making the move over, they have their hearts in them being a salesperson. I'm like, well, clinical specialist sometimes is better. Sometimes it's, it's more in line with what's ideal for you. So for people who are right out of school, 
sometimes you're going to get an offer and it'll be like an associate product manager. I don't want to be in marketing. I wanted to be in sales. It's an opportunity. Stop being so quick to say no. What's a clinical specialist? I don't want to do that. Hold on a second. Slow down. My brother has a saying. He's like, don't turn down any job you haven't been offered yet. And, and people do that. You know, when you're young, as soon as you hear certain things, they're triggers for you to say, no, I remember when I first graduated, as soon as I heard I had to cold call anybody, I'm like, I'm out. I'm not cold calling people. Meanwhile, all I do, all everyone does, is every new relationship is a cold call. I don't care how warm it is. It still don't know you. And so, so I would say be aware that opportunities sometimes are, are dressed differently. But sometimes when they take their hat off, you realize, wow, this is phenomenal. This is the best that never happened to me. It got me into this company, even though I came in as something totally different than from what I originally thought. The other thing is don't be stuck on large company versus small company or U.S. company versus international company or something that's a, a diagnostic versus a device versus a pharmaceutical. Just don't have any pre- dispositions or suppositions about what something is or is not. All you want to be is open-minded. Go on every interview. Take every meeting. Nothing ever negative came from going on an interview and meeting somebody new and making a good impression. Ever. And so the one thing we didn't talk about too much, and I guess we did this another time, is prepare. Absolutely prep. For every interview, like your life depends on it. Know the people you're meeting, check out LinkedIn, know their profile, where they went to school, their hobbies, whatever they do. Be a stalker. Know their technology inside and out. Make sure you understand everything that it does. This is the way to stand out. If they say, hey, what'd you think of our latest news? We had a, a big thing happen. We had a product approved. What product? What article are you talking about? Like, to me, that's right there. That was your moment when you had a chance to stand out and you didn't because you didn't prep. You were busy going to the bar and having a good time with your friends and you didn't do your research. So prep, prep, and prep. And that is the way that'll make you stand out. I love it. That makes complete sense. And it, it just brings home everything that's so important about this specific space that we're in and how proud we are to be in it, how hard it is to get in stay in and be successful and also why everyone wants it. And Matt, we can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for your time today. It was fantastic. I think I learned like 10 things. <laughs> I'm going to go back and rewrite my resume, by the way. <laughs> Listen, we, we touched a, a lot of hot stoves in our time here. And so what I try to do is be the one to tell you, look, I already burned myself. Let me give it to you. So you don't. And, and that's why we'll do it. So anytime you ever need me, you could always ask. I'm happy to help. If anybody you meet needs assistance, send them my way. I'll absolutely drive everything I can for them. Absolutely. Please tell, I was gonna say, please tell our listeners where we can find you. Oh, sure. And yes, yes. So I'm with the Mullings Group, M-U-L-L-I-N-G-S. Mullings Group is based down in Delray, although we have offices in Canada. We have an office in Cleveland, Ohio. We have an office in in Newcastle, England, we have an office in Perth, Australia. And so we're, we're truly global. So this could apply to anybody anywhere in the world. And if you ever need anything as far as company information, how to negotiate your salary, if you're 
getting an offer, you're not sure what to do, if you really just want an opportunity and you're thinking about making a change, and obviously the big one, which is if you're thinking to hire somebody, this is what we do every day. But we're a search firm and we focus on healthcare, mostly for emerging companies, but we certainly work with the big strategics as well. We can't thank you enough, Matt, and absolutely we'll be tagging you all over the place on our podcast, on our website, on LinkedIn as well. Thank Thank you so much, Matt. You bet. All right, have a great day. So we really hope that the listeners out there really got something out of this series because Lisa and I believe that Matt did an exceptional job of breaking down the medical device space and really explaining the difference between sales as well as the clinical positions. And with over 20 years of experience, I truly believe that his expertise shines through. So this three-part series, in summary, covered a few areas of interest within the medical device industry, provided valuable insights on how to write an impressive resume. And Matt also offers guidance on taking the first step towards a career in the medical device industry, and whether that's for yourself or even someone you know. One highlight I, I want to emphasize was his advice on creating and utilizing your LinkedIn profile effectively. thought that was great information. And he also discussed the importance of seeking internships to gain practical experience in this field. Great, great summary, Cindy. And you are correct. We just thought this was a fantastic series. And listen, if you missed uh, the first couple of episodes and just caught the last one, please go back and listen to the other two episodes. I mean, resume building, I learned something from the resume building. And into breaking into the space, I mean, it's just great advice all the way around the board. So go back and tune into the Girls of Grit podcast on Apple or Spotify, or even go to our website at thegirlsofgrit.com. We really hope you enjoyed this series. We sure got a lot out of it. And we hope that you guys did too. So today's call of action is... Ask yourself, what are you waiting for? Don't hesitate any longer. Every minute you spend contemplating is an opportunity for someone else to get ahead. Take the leap into the world of medical devices and start pursuing your dreams today. Absolutely. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Girls of Grit. We hope you had a wonderful day. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All you need is a little bit of grit to be your best today and build for tomorrow. Find us on Instagram at The Girls of Grit, our website, thegirlsofgrit.com, and LinkedIn, The Girls of Grit.